All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the 15 Minute Rev, guys. It's so good. Hey, North Carolina, how's it going? Hey, Facebook. Hey, YouTube, how's it going? I got a little bit of Yacht Rock Radio going on this Friday afternoon. Hope you guys are doing great today. Hope you've had a great week. Got a word for you. Got a word for you. You know, this is a day where I need to be out with my little little weeble wobble self by the pool. I need to be out by the lake somewhere. But look at me. I'm dedicated. I'm here with you. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. So anyway, I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you've had a great weekend. Uh, almost to the weekend. Let me say a great week. Uh, you will be having a great weekend. But I do have a word for you today. I've got a lot of announcements for you today, too. Let me show you what's coming up for uh for august lord this is our new book that's coming out uh margaret Rowe and i wrote a book margaret if you're watching you need to see this <laughs> she's probably going to be watching on her tv right now you need to check out our new book it's going to be coming out in august it's called resilience and it's really really cool matter of fact um i'll plug him in here in a second <clears throat> um it's actually we're, we're really really excited we're finally getting it out to you guys and um we're going to be talking to you about the way God is teaching the body to experience heaven on a brand new level. If you've been uh, wanting to come up higher, wanting to learn about the higher things, of the Lord, uh, how you get there, what it feels like, what it looks like. We always talk about heaven and we always go through different hardships and different hurts. And we didn't want to take the same, uh, same take on grief. And, and it's not a book about grief, so don't even go there. But we didn't want to take that uh, avenue. Because we want to help people stand back up. And, and if you only knew when you break through and you start operating with Christ in the cosmos and you start uh, stepping up into the heart of God and into his will, his ways, his higher levels of spirit, the veil of heaven gets so thin. It gets so thin. Hey, candied bacon, it's good to see you. But it gets so thin. And if you only knew, if you only knew, because you can scout around in heaven, you can look around. You run into people that were in the Bible. No lie. You get to see all these cool people. Not to mention, you're going to call me crazy. But where do you think they go if they knew the Lord? Your loved ones. Your loved ones. So if you knew uh, that your loved ones were just a conversation away, oh my gosh, you'd never worry about the spirit of death again. Not at all. And, and matter of fact, I asked the Lord about that this last week because I had a friend. I talked to you guys a little bit about it uh, last Tuesday been a tough week um lost a really close friend of mine um to cancer uh, my friend chris carter and i'm gonna shut this off so you guys can go catch that on amazon that'll be on sale hopefully late august but uh, i lost a good friend of mine last last week and uh the week before and uh i want to plug his books because if you haven't ever seen our, our watch discover the heavens with my friend chris carter this was one of his most recent books. I'm seeing if I can get it. Oh, come on, man. If it, my camera will get it. Uh, I'm trying to get you to see it, but it's called, this really makes me frustrated. Right there, Cosmos, Cosmic Journey. Go check it out on Amazon.com. It talks about the clock of God and the Maseroth and the different parts of the personalities that God created, which is you. Part of it is you. And then he wrote this book. It's called The Palaces of Heaven. And you want to grab this book. But if you really want to experience Chris, um, I I wish you could have experienced him like we did as a teacher. But um, he has a classes that he offers still online uh, called uh, discovertheheavens.org. And I really so encourage you guys, go check him out. I mean, you we learned so much, so much from him. And it changed our lives. And so please go check him out. But, um, and please consider uh, his donating to his wife, Melissa. Um, they were in ministry then. And we, he's got two little kids. And so I still want to uh, honor my friend by honoring his life and his work. And so please do go check out his life work. It's so worth the investment when you invest in yourself. But he was the one. And, and actually, it wasn't. I'm not going to say it was because of. Well, yeah, I guess it was because of Chris. Because we started. Uh, when my when my cousin died, what what motivated my cousin's wife and I to write this book, Resilience, was because of having that experience of walking in heaven and being able to talk to different people. And I'd had it by myself. 
but I hadn't shared with anybody because God's taken me to heaven on numerous trips since I was 23. And, and so I just started scouting around and then I ran into my dad. I've talked to my dad several times. My dad died when I was 22. And I know a lot of the religious right would say, oh, you're not supposed to commune with the dead. Well, what if they're alive? What if they're alive? What if they want to talk to you? Because they're in heaven too. And God took me there. So I could tell you. So anyway, that's one of the blessings of being able to uh, have trips in and out of heaven. And you can have that too. And, and it's really just developing a relationship with Jesus Christ and visiting him daily. That's what happens when you get to know people. It's what happens when you get to know a heavenly father and the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. And it was just really, really cool. So we wrote the book um, because of that experience and because of my taking Peggy to heaven and helping her to talk to her late husband and and he told her, he told her himself, he said, you need to focus on your walk there because God brought me home to finish my work here. And why is that? That sparked a whole lot of questions because I was like, why is that? And the Lord said, because their walks there, God puts us into the earth to do a work, but we can do so much more through resurrection power once we go home to the Lord, because we had jobs there before we got here. You understand that, right? For all the people that aren't stuck in the spirit of religion, no offense to those that are, but stay with me. Seriously, you had a job before you got here. And so God wants you to continue that heavenly work once you go home. But you've got more power through Christ, through resurrection power, where God is trying to uh, utilize you for heavenly purposes, which is why he brings people home sometimes. Sometimes only also because they finished their base. So what are we dealing with right now? <clears throat> we got a whole lot of, first of all, good things coming up. Um, if you know anything, I'm going to be having my good friend back on the show. Let me see if I can pop this in here. Eli Lasky. Eli is going to be coming back in July. Apostle Eli, forgive me if you're watching this. He's going to be back on the show July 14th. Uh, we're going to have him back at 7 p.m. I think it's on a Friday night, a Thursday or Friday night. We've got all kinds of cool stuff coming up for you guys. We're going to have Brett Starling back. Um, and then we're going to also be have, uh, we're going to bring in, if you've never heard of C Apostle Craig Wells from the Rock Church, he operates in Cosmos, or Coffee in the Cosmos. He's got that podcast. Brett's podcast is Morning Shot. Eli's podcast is... Uh, off the cuff, off the cuffs ministry. And so they're all deliverance ministries, prophetic ministries and high level uh, intercession ministries where you're going to want to come check these things out. And then we're also working on a very, very special group of guests. Um, and I can't tell you yet. I'm so excited. Um, but we're going to be having them possibly. We're still working on it. Um, one of them's on Fox News right now. And we're still working on that. So that's all I can tell you about. That. Just hang out with me. A uh, lot of good things coming up, though. Got the Ezekielsville show taking off, and we got a lot of cool guests coming up for you to hopefully engage you, let you know what's going on in the news, what's going on in the spirit. And so stay tuned with us, and we'll hopefully get you there. So what's going on in the body of Christ right now? What's going on, and how do you like this new background? I love this background. I like this orange thing going Kind of cool. So if you know anything... And you've been tracking with me for a while. I've been talking about two streams in the body of Christ. I'm going to call them a different jargon. I'm going to use different jargon for you today. Two realities, two new realities. It's not really new. One's a demonic reality. The other one's a godly reality. We're teaching you. And that's what happens when you choose the flesh over the spirit of life. That's what happens when you choose strange fire over Holy Ghost fire. Remember, I told you March. 30th through June 30th is a season of strange fire. High level witchcraft that they're in their season right now. It's peaking right now. When you enter in from June 30th through August 31st, you enter into Holy Ghost fire season, but you have to be invited to come higher. You can't just step into God's higher levels of the spirit. That's the higher dimensions of God's heart without passing through the eye of the needle, without passing through inspection nehemiah 2 13 
where God starts looking at your heart to see if you have done what you were supposed to have been doing in the prior six months of the year. Okay, so there are specific things that go on in all four quadrants of God's heart. C1, C2, C3, C4. We're in, we're exiting out of C2 right now. Thank God. Thank the Lord. And we're entering after June 30th into C3, chamber three of God's heart. You have four chambers to your heart. God has four chambers to his. Okay. And that all is actually encompassed, believe it or not, in my friend's book, Cosmic Journey where it tells you about you. It talks a little bit about you. And when we know ourselves better than the enemy knows us, we know how to navigate through. Okay. So we know how to deal with our weaknesses and take them to the Lord during these seasons that God is challenging and testing us in so we can get free to come up into higher firepower, to get deeper levels of love, more of God's presence where we can go out and through. And you're going to run into some devils in your quest there to get in to the new place of God. Because guess what? He doesn't want you going there. The devil does not want you coming up into Christ's spirit. So we're running into them as a ministry right now. I've never, honestly, I've never dealt with so many devilish people in my life. People that are hell bent on trying to shut down the truth and trying to Keep everybody. They want you to stay status quo with them because they haven't done the work that you've done to go and get what you've got. How selfish is that? I'm like, you knock yourself out. I'm going where God called me to be. See you later. Have a nice life. Hey, Joyce Romer, Karen Boleyn. Always a pleasure. Ida Abraham. Good to see you. Silver B. Cynthia. Stacy Rowland. Always a pleasure, ladies. Always good to see you guys, even on Facebook. How are you? So anyhow, what does this mean for you? The two realities, which are occurring right now, because the demonic reality represents those stuck underneath their fleshly decrees, Daniel 6, 8. If you know anything about the king's decree, remember I've been talking about the king's decree. If you've read anything about Shadrach, Meshach, and I call him, I got to go. Shadrach, Meshach, and I got to go. Because I can't, Abednego, his name's Abednego. I've talked about that. But Jesus stepped into the fire. He stepped into the strange fire with them. Because when you deal with the flesh, the um, name of that book again, that's called Cosmic Journey. Go check it out. My friend, Chris, you're going to want to get both of his books. I'm sorry to interrupt the, the uh, that's Palaces of Heaven, Cosmic Journey. You're going to want to get those books. Um, but they'll help you in your walk. But <clears throat> when they were in the, when these, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fire, they were all challenged by a king's decree. Do you not remember that in the book of Daniel? They were challenged by a fleshly king's decree because he said, it's what I say goes. You bet. Um, he said, the king said, this is, it's what I say goes. You're not going to eat anything. You're not going to pray. You're not going to do whatever it is that you think your God does. You're not going to do anything but what I say. That's man's ways. Okay, but man's ways aren't God's ways. So if you know about the true king's decree, then you're listening to Haggai 2.23. What is that? That's when you move over into Holy Ghost fire, the second part or the third part of the year in chamber three of God's heart from June 30th through August 31st. And you're getting free from you. You're coming up out of the old and into the new. And you're seeking the Lord about what he has to say about a thing while you're getting free from the things that so easily beset you. He's saying, hey, I'm putting my finger on this. I'm putting my finger on that. Da, 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 and I'm going to take you through deliverance and help you get free. He's going to bring you up and out. so You can come into true intimacy with him. So that's the true king's decree versus the fleshly decree. Because there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end is death. Okay, we know that, right? There's a way that seems. And I think it comes from people being in church for so many years, and this is no dig at anybody, because hopefully you are going to church. My heart is that you would go to church and fellowship. Don't forsake the gathering of the saints. But the problem with that is that sometimes we get into stagnation just by doing the same old, same old. And as we get older, it's really hard to fight because you want to make sure you're being challenged every day in the Lord. I don't know about you, but if you're not constantly growing, if I'm not constantly growing in the Lord, something's wrong. 
something's wrong. That means I've gotten in a rut. I've gotten where I've taken God for granted. And God will start challenging you here. He'll literally start saying, hey, he'll pull back and I won't hear him for a day or two. I'm like, what happened here? He'll, and that's a, that's a testing for you to see if you're going to push out and through and come out of your old and into your new. Are you going to seek God at higher levels? It took me four hours yesterday to break through. Four hours. And you know all he wanted to tell me in that four hours? I was panicked. I thought, what is going on here? And he said, Missy, nobody could stop me. Nobody could separate you from the love of God. You got to know what the word said. And he said, if, and if they try, if the enemy tries to stop you with man's decrees, that's what's going on with a lot of the body of Christ right now. We have a lot of friendly fire. And so he goes, I'll just come to you. <laughs> I like them apples. I'll just come to you. And so God, he's filled up my whole room. And I thought, wow, this is awesome, God. And I said, is that all? He said, that's all. That's all I wanted to tell to you. And, and I thought, really? That's all you want to say? I want to know so much more. But that's all he wanted me to know was God's firepower over the enemy's firepower. Because when people are stuck in the flesh, they have no power. And that's the sad part about trying to convince the body you need more of God. And the only way to get it is through deliverance. That's the only way to get it in this hour. So as the body of Christ <clears throat> is slogging through some strange fire and mud at present, while some are beginning to move over into the Holy Ghost fire, praise God. That's a good thing. That's the differentiation between the two. So you should be feeling like if you're stuck in the flesh, that things are beginning to heat up around you. And that would be because you're on the lower sides of the mountain of God. That's not a good thing. And the reason for your turmoil is that we're in a fire season of God's heart, which is also the high unholy days of summer witchcraft. Have you noticed that the Lord always lets the devil go first? Just like in Elijah's day, he said, hey, go call out your magicians. Go call out all your, your hoopla. Go dance. Go gas on your, go throw it all on your pile. Do it. I'll give you the matches. Go. But God let the enemy go first. And then God came in with Elijah and he said, now I'm going to bring down fire from my God. And I'm going to let you see the power of my God. And we're going to see whose God is real. We're going to see who you really think you're serving. Because you'll find out real quick when you're in the flesh, you'll find out who's serving God and who's not. Because your prayers don't get answered. <clears throat> you run into obstacles. And so we're in a season right now where the, the Lord is letting the enemy go first with their summer witchcraft. And so we have to then, we're challenged to come up above the witchcraft if we're to come up into peace and maturity and more firepower, correct? So you're, everybody has to go through the strange fire. Every one of us do. None of us gets to negate that wonderful part of the year, which I loathe, absolutely loathe it. And, but the good news is, is it teaches you how to attain the mind of Christ. You want to know how? Because while you're, even if it's at lower levels and it's a miserable experience, it's very hard. You're being challenged to think about what you're thinking about. To think about your feelings. Are you stuck in your fickle feelings? Hello, your feelings have nothing to do with your faith. Nothing. Um, can you guys pray against the witchcraft that's trying to separate me from the anointing, please? This is another issue. See, they do this kind of garbage to me, but it's okay. God's still here. So anyhow, we have to think about what we're thinking about. And when we're thinking about, like, because one day you're, you're, okay, let me specify it like this. Your feelings don't have a brain. Thank you. Thank you so much. Your feelings don't have a brain. And so they can't think. So you're up one day, down the next, up one day, down the next in C2. And that's the purpose of C2, to teach you about you and to show us where you lack discipline and the ability uh, to come up above the witchcraft so you can stay uh, positioned in Christ's spirit. So my next question to you is, what draws you out of the spirit in your emotions? What triggers you? Is it your fear? Is it anger? I know that's a trigger for me sometimes too. It may, I, I'm just as human as you. I get mad at the devil too. So I'm not trying to rhyme, but 
So as we come into these high unholy days of summer witchcraft, especially this year, it's really challenging to a lot of people. But if you've been obedient in prior seasons, the good news for you, this should be as smooth as butter for you. Like right now, a lot of you are probably not experiencing any, if any, warfare at all. I'm not. Not at all. I'm doing, having a wonderful time in the Lord. And God told us this year, three months ago, he said, it's going to go, see to this year, it's going to go smooth as butter for you. Smooth as butter. And it's been every bit true. And so I praise God uh, for what he's teaching us. But this is the Holy Ghost firepower of God. March 30th through June 30th is strange fire. While June 30th through August 31st is the season of the Holy Ghost fire. But only for those who have been obedient in prior seasons to get free from the flesh. So if you've chosen to stay the same, then most likely you're dealing with the darkness of this season, which will highly impact you. Okay, so I'm giving you your red flags or your, uh, how do you say, your markers, how to gauge where you're at. And so hopefully that's an encouragement to you. If not, there's still hope for you. You need to get free. Um, and, and yeah, we have, and I hate to say this, but because of C2's difficulty, we put our Monday night lives on hold until I think end of August, Sonia, is that it? Pardon me. Is it, is it end of August when we're going to pick back up with Monday night live? So can somebody tell me Can somebody Can somebody, okay. I don't know. Something, something retracted. Somebody retracted your message. I didn't do that either. <laughs> okay, so anyhow, we're going to be picking those classes back up for you. What's the purpose of Monday Night Live? Thanks, Cynthia. Um, the purpose of Monday Night Lives, and for some of you more seasoned warriors, they may be like kind of juvenile to you because you're thinking, oh, I know that. But in all honesty, I don't ever think we all know enough about honor. And the purpose of the Monday Night Lives is to reestablish your foundation uh, to teach you about things that God is looking for in this season, to get you back into the ancient of days, back to his ways, back to the basics of love. And so it rebuilds your foundation for you. And that's what you want if you want to come back in. And then we start talking to you if you're interested and you like what you hear, even though it's maybe not at the levels you've been learning at. <clears throat> we take you and we invite you in to come into the higher levels by hoping hopefully inviting you into becoming a member of this team and uh, taking you through fast paced deliverance. That's what it's about. And, and it's a, it's a commitment. It is a commitment to the max, to the max. And, but it's so well worth it. Um, to me, we don't have a choice if you're a front runner because it's all we know and there's no, nowhere else to go. I don't see anybody else doing this. And so I wish there, well, yeah, there are, but just in different ways, actually. Daniel Duvall, they're, they're, they've got a different take on front running and teaching about the cosmic clock versus Ron Horner, uh, Robert Henderson. Chris was one of them um, and such a loss to the body of Christ, but such a great gain for heaven, you know. But anyhow, um, this brings me into our conversation today. And I hope it starts you and gets you revved up for your weekend on your Friday, but it's second Kings three, one through four seventeen, And we're talking about wrong alignments. Um, and when you're wrongly aligned, it creates a loss of power. Did you know that when you're wrongfully aligned, I think one of the apostles said it, uh, it's all about who you're connected to their roots and their fruits. It's all about who you're connected to. And so we're, what we're finding is that a lot of people are so, I think we can walk for Christ for such a long time, or we think we are when we get stagnant, and then we become wrongly aligned. And it's because we get sloppy in our agape, we get uh, non-attentive, and uh, I think that we fail to start looking at people's fruits because, and I believe where the nation's at right now, by the way, it's teaching us to be more attentive to who's leading us. Would you not agree? I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm looking for this in. Uh, all my relationships. I want to know who you are and who you are. Are you who you say you are? And if not, why? What's the deal with you? What do you believe? So you're finding out who's who right now on all seven mountains. So this passage deals, <clears throat> pardon me, with the time in Israel.
where King Jehoshaphat wrongly aligned himself with another king, and those kings weren't serving the Lord. Not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, really knows the Lord. That's what we're seeing. All right. They try to shut down my voice, and it's such a load of you-know-what. But the prophet Elisha was actually living during this time, too, and he was in this grouping where he was the prophet that was sought after. And he was only willing to help them for the sake of one of those kings. You want to know why? I found that to be very interesting. Elisha was only willing to step up to the plate to help all the kings because of one king's obedience. Only. And that was the king of Judah. And that was because Elisha saw Christ in Judah. And he knew that the king of Judah was part of David's lineage, David's house. So he did it for the sake of David and David's obedience. So when you run into people that you know serve the Lord, and yet you're the one that's stuck in being bored with your walk, with your stagnancy, you may not be attentive to what's going on around you. This is what causes wrong alignments. Because we're thinking, ah, I'll just go to church. Ah, live and let bit, live and let live. You know, that's the kind of attitudes people have a tendency to take on. Or they take on the attitudes of, oh, it's so-and-so. He's got a big name or she's got a big name. I'm sorry, it's not in, the power is not in your name that's going to save you. It's in his name, Jesus Christ. So <clears throat> this is what Alicia was confronting. And God still had a lamp in Judah for the sake of David, which meant God was teaching these leaders that it does matter who we're connected to and who we stay connected to. It does matter. It matters because when you know that you've run into the presence of God on a vessel, and yet maybe you're easily led astray, you're easily distracted, and found yourself there, and and somebody's saying, have you read this book? Have you followed this leader? Have you listened to this? Too many voices, my mentors tell me this, one of my mentors especially, too many voices confuse you. So I limit myself to maybe two or three people, and that's it. That's all. I'm not going to deviate. And and I realize there are a lot of good voices out there, a lot of good speakers out there. Phenomenal. A lot of people that really do have the heart of God. But in this hour, it's it's hard. You've got to look for people's fruits. And uh, I'm looking for truthers. And your spirit knows it because your spirit it the spirit bears witness with the spirit <clears throat> have you ever found yourself let me depict this let me articulate this better have you ever found yourself moving through the spirit and you know you've moved to a new level because you're not getting fed at the old level anymore but the new level is so high up that it challenges you have you, have you been able to recognize that before on on your vessel. Um, and it seems like it's hard for you to receive, but you know you're supposed to be there and you're like, what am I supposed to get out of this God? And then all of a sudden it clicks one day and you just start chiming into that new move. It's because God's pulled your spirit man up into that spiritual place because of that grace that's there. Okay. So take that thought with this. Um, when we're talking about new moves and who you're connected to God when the new move occurred for where God wants to take the body thank you Holy Spirit it is so high up because God he skipped so many levels and he told us this was going to happen he said this new move was like the day my son died on the cross and it shifted us out of the spirit of religion into grace it was boom just that fast and but it it was such a stark dichotomy in where the body used to be versus where i wanted to take them so this new move from where god is raising us out of and into is just that powerful it's just that stark and it skips major levels in god's heart where god is teaching us how to come out and through and into this new, but it's going to require trust in you. Remember that people group that they were talking to where it said, God, we don't know where we're going, but we know it's somewhere good. So we've had to learn to tell time in the divine learning. What's the devil's and the Lord said, what's his, what is mine? And, and so what does he mean by that? He means that 
the spiritual laws have changed. The spiritual laws have drastically changed. And so from this point on, if you notice, he's, he's repeating himself too. And he's, I believe he's doing it for, uh, what do you say, with, for learning, for people to get it in their spirit. Where he's, God is teaching us how to skip multiple levels every year now. That's what's going to fix and happen. It's going to happen every year. Like, I don't know, maybe, I know it was like four or five levels this year. When we, when we kicked into January 1. And it was so starkly diverse from where we came out of. It was it took me a while to acclimate. I don't know about you, but it took me a while. And, and not just that, but then I had to acclimate and realize what kind of devils am I fighting on this level? Have you ever had to find yourself there? And then what's expected of me from Christ on this new level within the spiritual laws that are operating here? You have to ask yourself that every year. What am I dealing with? Give me the good, the bad, and the ugly. But give it to me, God. Show me what I'm dealing with. And he will. He always does. So you have to be rightly aligned <clears throat> or it can create a loss of firepower. So God still had a lamp in Judah for David's sake, which meant he was still teaching these leaders that it does matter who we're connected to, their roots and their fruits. Are people going the same way you're going? Are you having to let God shake your tree and shake some people away from thee? <clears throat> Because not everybody can go where you're, where God's wanting to take you. And so when we align ourselves with leaders who choose to go their own way, we can place ourselves in perilous situations because we can get led astray. We can. And, and you know, I don't know about you, but now we're in a season where we're looking at the fruit of people. I don't know about you, but that's what I feel led to look for. I want to see if you're who you say you are. I'm discerning. I feel hopefully I'm discerning enough, but it's an hour where it's all about who we're connected to their roots and their fruits. And when you're connected to bad fruits, guess who gets to eat of it? That would be you because what happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. And so when you get connected to those who oppose the truth of God, or they think that they know their know-it-alls, they, I'm trying to be respectful in saying this, because we have some people who put more faith in themselves than they do in the name above all names. And it's amazing to me when you think you're above the Lord, you want to know the truth about something? Um, I've been spoken to from the Lord through a six-year-old. Through a six-year-old. Warning, a warning from the Lord. You do this, you're going to get this. Prophetic little guy. And I've never forgotten the experience. So who are we to limit God from within age, a culture? Who are you to limit God? We're the ones who create our own hang-ups. We're the ones who create these wrong mindsets of thinking, oh, it has to, they have to look like, they have, the leader has to look like this, they have to talk like this, has to be a male. I'm not dogging on males, but you know what I mean. You know how we do. And so you, they did the same thing to Jesus in Jesus' day. They did the same thing. He didn't look like the king they thought he should look like. So they're like, oh, I can't be God. How do you know? Are you discerning? Is your spirit that discerning? I'm going to challenge you with that. So when you choose to align with the flesh, then you've chosen death over life. You've chosen strange fire, which won't allow you to go higher. So these kings then, what happened... In King Jehoshaphat's day, was their fleshly thinking had them convinced that they could deal with battlefield situations, spiritual situations in their own self. That's what we're seeing right now. And that they didn't have to rely upon God. But if you know anything about God, we're in an hour right now where God is demanding to be Lord of Lord and King of Kings of all. He's tired of the idols. He's tired of all these things that we put all of our faith in. He's definitely tired of us putting our faith in man. He's like, really? What did man ever do for you? They nailed my son to a cross. That's what the flesh does for you. So their fleshly thinking then got them in trouble when God wanted them to come up higher because only God's power 
can remedy a situation when we need change. But when we make the wrong choices and side with those in the flesh, we only show him who we really are. That we're not willing to stand with him. That's what we're saying. That's what our actions say to him. So in this hour, if you find yourself, if you know the testings of God, um, the testings are basically coming at us through witchcraft where they're hitting our faith, they're hitting our trust, our confidence, our belief in God. Because they're trying to get you, knock you out of position where you start thinking like they do. They're stuck in their flesh. For those of you coming up higher, you're choosing, you're choosing the true king's decree. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're choosing a godly reality. And you're choosing to step away, come out from amongst them, Abraham. Come out from amongst them. Because not everything that man says will stand. Thank you, Lord. So the people that choose to stay in their own ways are choosing the flesh over the spirit of God, which always has consequences. Does this make sense? Does this make sense to you guys? I'm hitting you with a whole lot. I know I'm layering your learning right now, but I'm also uh, repeating myself through many broadcasts on purpose to drive my point home. And so when you combine Fleshly power with your prayers. Guess who has no power? Guess who has no power? Because you put your faith in you rather than the power from above, which makes no difference to God when you're fighting someone. He's looking for himself. The spirit bears witness with the spirit. God can't deny himself. Let me take that further. This is in my spirit right now. So if Jesus is living in me, and Jesus is praying through me. And he's praying to God around me, through me, above me, wherever. God's omniscient. God the Father can't deny himself in me. The Spirit bears witness with the Spirit. So it's 100% effective 100% of the time. So when God sees love, he sees you operating in deep love, higher, higher levels of love. He's like, yep, that's me. He sends his angels to, to attend to the king's decree. So you've come up and you're dwelling closely with him where he hears you very loudly. You don't have to yell at him. And if you know anything about this story, Samson actually had a similar experience with the same water issues. There was a lack of water in that day, a lack of, I call, revelation in that day, which is meant for salvation purposes to their warriors, but it brought defeat over confident Moab. Moab was the flesh. But these warriors knew from where their help came from. So it's all about who we align ourselves with, the flesh or the spirit. And when you align yourself with the spirit, then you also know that you're only going the way God tells you to go. You're seeking the true king's decree, and you don't do anything outside of that. Nothing. You don't do what your flesh wants to do. You don't say what your flesh wants to say. You only say what he says. That's what the test is all about. If you want to come out and through. <clears throat> He's making this test easy for you. He's telling us exactly what to do. So hence we see all these people in all seven mountains taking a beat down because they're going into battle alone. Have you ever been wondering why the prophet's words aren't being released, the true prophets, why certain prophets' words aren't being acknowledged or why they're not coming to pass? Because a lot of them are speaking through their flesh. They're speaking the demonic reality, not God's reality. And God's like, I didn't say that. I didn't tell you to say that. That's not me. So, And it amazes me how many people flock to these people, but it's because they too are in the flesh. They're in their flesh. And so... The Lord is trying to get us to a place where we're so tired of being sick and tired that we're willing to do whatever he's telling us to do to come out and through and to come out of our old and into our new. He wants to bring us into a better place, a better version of you, believe it or not, a better version of you. Because just like Moab did, when they decide to go it alone, without God, they fail on all levels because God is unconquerable. I don't care how many people you think you're going to join forces with. 
if they don't know the love of God, um, and God in one person is a force to be reckoned with. You know that, right? It's not about numbers in the South. It's about love. It's about love. And people know when they encounter love. They know when they do. But when you, this is the problem with joining ranks with people who aren't in love right now. When you join forces with those that you know do not love God, or you know that their actions are questionable, they may have corruption on their vessel. They may have actions that are are not godly. And everybody's got stuff. Let me preface this with that. Everybody's got something. However, when you sense that there's no anointing there anymore, there's no firepower, we, we all should be learning. We all should be moving forward. We all should be packing a punch. But when we've gotten into our own ways, I have to be careful about that. And I have to make sure I'm repentant about that all the time. Because my ways aren't God's ways. Your ways aren't God's ways. And I always want to stay aligned. You always want to stay aligned. And obedient. Let me stress the obedience. You want to be obedient above anything else. Especially from here on out. You only do what he tells you to do and nothing more, nothing less. But when you align yourself with people who don't obey the Lord, you face the chances of becoming embarrassed or becoming offended or even disgracing the Lord's name. All because you put more stock in yourself or in others around you rather than what Christ had to say. So in this season where God's calling his people to come up his mountain, it's because he wants to get to know you a little deeper. He wants you to get to know him a little deeper. And he wants to help you see what your heart conditions might be should you choose to get cleaned up. That's why a lot of people are losing firepower. Because he's trying to challenge you to come up higher. He's not trying to betray you or leave you. He's saying, I want to bring you out and through, but you keep choosing you. And you didn't die on a cross. He did. Okay? So, Lord's saying, I'm trying to also teach my people how to come back to my ways. Back to the ancient of days. And if you're going to come back to him, that's back to the basics of love. You're not really going into a new move, by the way. <clears throat> We're calling it a new move, but it's to bring you out of you and back to him. That's what the point is about. And so what I'm finding then, I'm finding the people that are still stuck in the flesh. There's like a false sense of loyalty there. But what it really is, is familiarity. It's a spirit of familiarity because they don't, want to leave the old it's it's people that get uh they grow and they mature and we don't like change so much do we we don't always like change but if you're going to come back to love in this season you're going to have to learn to love change or it's going to drive you bonkers no kidding it's going to drive you bonkers all that bonker that is a definition you say bonker that's how you say that it'll drive you bonkers let's call it whatever it is but seriously, what I find then is this false sense of loyalty where people pick up other people's offenses and they're going to battle with them in the flesh and they're going to pray with them and they're going to decree. And I'm thinking, what do you know about this? There are two sides to every story. What do you know about this issue? And why are you getting involved in someone else's issues? Instead of going to the Lord and saying, God, <clears throat> should I be involved in that? And what's the truth about that? Because the devil loves people like this. He loves it. He loves, 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 loves it. You want to know why? Because the devil knows spiritual laws. And he knows that if that person that's getting you to pick up their offense is out of alignment with God, um, guess who is getting judged? Everybody involved. Everybody. You're an accessory at that point. Because you're learning to call right, wrong, and wrong, right. And God is all about spiritual laws in this hour. As we come up higher into more firepower, you don't know who's who. So nobody needs to be putting their mouth on anybody in this hour. Not through prayer, not through decrees, nothing, nothing. Uh-oh, got to find my mouse. There it is. 
<clears throat> but so, the devil loves it when people pick up other people's offenses. But picking up other people's offenses won't do anything in this season, but get us into trouble when we command or we continue demanding doing our own thing instead of seeking out God's heart and God's ways. He's looking. You said you wanted to come back to the ancient of days. <clears throat> but this is how fleshly the church has gotten in their quest to do things their own way. It's their over self-confidence when they seek out battles God never called them to because their flesh is ruled for so long that their hearts have forgotten who's God and who's not. They're singing a different song, not the king's song. So, you know, some of you, I, I, I watch this. I've had this happen so many times in this last year where I've watched people think that they're so powerful they can trump God's will or God's plans, where he's told these people all along what he was going to do, and he's asked them to get on board. He's spoken through the prophets. He's spoken probably through their own quiet time, hopefully. And then here they sit trying to fight God, the God of the universe, because they think that they know more than he. <clears throat> where God is saying, how can two of us agree unless we first agree? But because you don't know me at these higher levels, you really f are fighting your own fights with demonic devils, making your incense a repugnant stench to me. The Lord says, no, so I will not hear thee when you pray because many of you have chosen to disregard my ways. So the Lord says, I'm not obligated until you decide to get fresh manna, fresh water which will require you to get inner healing from your ways where you've been led astray. So bottom line, that is, this is kind of a quiet message today, but still, true faith only works with deeper levels of love, which helps us to climb in our faith, which is generated by Christ himself. So only love will generate that higher firepower as God desires to take you higher. But the key me that God is looking for um, is honor. What do you know about honor? And how much are you listening to the true prophets around you? Because when you have true prophets and you're all getting cleaned up together, the word gets pure. It gets very, very pure. Mm -hmm. You want me to do that, God? Okay, thank you. Which brings us to Acts 14, 8 through 28. And it's talking about Fickle you. How fickle are you? Are you fickle? How much does it take to move you in and out of God's will? You ever thought about that? Do you get easily moved? Do you get easily talked out of what God told you he would do for you? When God has talked through the prophets to you? You've been given a prophetic word. Maybe he's given it to you through your quiet time. I don't know. <clears throat> you label it. But Paul, if you know anything about Paul, he was a man on the move. But he wasn't easily moved out of position. Because he was always listening to God, always seeking out what God had to say about every matter that concerned him. And when you listen to too many voices, it can move you. It can move you and make you start questioning God, God's will, what he told you. And because it sows seeds of doubt, because different people are on different spiritual levels. And that's why I tell you, when God has put you and seated you underneath a certain vessel or a certain minister, stay there until he tells you to move again. Don't be flitting over here and flitting over there because you need to be entertained. <clears throat> Especially during seasons when you're trying to get breakthrough. When you're praying something new over something you want breakthrough in, you need to Keep your butt planted until God says, okay, good job. Now I'm cross-pollinating you again. Because he's trying to teach you something. He's trying to teach you how to co-create with him. But if you're so busy trying to be entertained and trying to, you get caught up in your flesh and you get caught up in your emotions and you're not sure if you're hearing him and you're tossed like an ocean. Lord said, you're going to be moved out of position. Because you're going to be in your head, which is trolling, and it's, it's also uh, contributing to the fleshly behaviors that we have. 
instead of abiding in Christ in the Spirit. When you're abiding in Him and He's abiding in you, you're unmovable because you know what's true. And you know the voice of the King. God says, my children know my, my sheep know my voice and they only follow after me. So you've got to get into that place of coming out and through, but getting rid of you, which keeps you from hearing the voice of the true king. So Paul was not easily moved because he was always listening to God, seeking out what God had to say about every matter that concerned him. And sometimes, because of our own unhealed areas or limitations, we hinder our own abilities to truly hear what God is saying. You may think, well, I've walked for God for 35 years. Well, you know what? Until you get free from you, your head's not going to be clear. Your giftings aren't going to get cleaned up. <clears throat> so guess who may be listening to a demon or who may be in a rut? So your vision is hindered, as is your hearing. But when you do hear the Lord, nothing's going to move you because you know who's fighting with you. And so there's just, there's just such a confidence that comes with that. And, and unless you've experienced that, you're not going to have any understand, understanding what that feels like. But there's just a knowing that you know that you know that God has got you. He's got the thing that he's trying to grow through you, no matter how big the fight. And you also know God has you in his hands. And this is what Paul and Barnabas experienced when they were kicked out of Antioch. And so they dusted off their sandals and they went to the next town. Gosh, we're behind. I need to hurry. And when the people there tried to stone them, Paul just left and dusted his sandals off and went to Lystra. So if you notice, they didn't waste too much time with people in the body that didn't want to hear the truth. Are there people around you like that? You've moved to a different spiritual page and they don't like listening to you? When you, when you have people that are on two different spiritual pages, it's hard to relate with those people. That's why God has to shake your tree sometimes. And you need to listen to him. And if you don't like change and you're one of these people that hate change, this is going to be hard for you. But you've got to push your way through. <clears throat> so there are so many people in the body at present that are still doing their own thing. And yet they forget that we're always supposed to be climbing, moving ahead, jetting forward into the unknown, which requires new methods for each season if we're to participate. And you want to know why? Because fickle people are fickle. And most are ruled or fueled by being entertained by the prophets or ruled by their emotions because most people live in their flesh. So what amazes me is that most people forget that in order to serve a holy God, we have to be motivated by God's spirit. God is spirit. And the more of his spirit we house, the more of God we house. The more truth we house, the more power we have in prayer, decrees, etc. And love is the only thing that gets us there. But let me tell you how fickle these people were. They were so fickle that they stoned Paul. But he just got up and went to the next town. But they didn't want to hear the truth of God. And so my question to you is, are you like Paul? And my, one of my close friends says this. One of my friends lives in New York, New Jersey. And he's like, next! He always says, next! In his walk with the Lord. <clears throat> He said, oh, Missy, we're all on assignment. Everybody's on assignment to us. Next, if they're not willing to hear the truth, next. Next assignment, next person who wants to listen to the truth because I don't have time for people who just want to stay stuck or because they don't want to hear the truth. They don't like the truth. I don't have time for you. You can stay where you want to stay, but I'm going out and through. I'm not wasting time on these anymore. We're in that season now. You got to dust your sandals off, stay on the move. But... You know, it's interesting to me because I can sense it a mile away when people are drawn to the power of God on my vessel and they're so happy. They love the prophets. The prophets have the easiest evangelistic tool on the planet until you run into a truth prophet. And they'll tell you stuff like, oh, I just love you. I love your truth. I love the way you are. Until God puts his finger on the gunk in their heart. And then, oh my God, we get comments like, oh, you're so mean. You're so judgmental. You're this, or you're that. You're just not loving. It's amazing how fickle these people are. But I'm loving. I'm loving you at that moment. You may not agree with me. I love you enough to tell you the truth even when it hurts because we, we don't agree. 
But this is what Paul did. In his quest to never let the weaknesses of others keep him stuck with him, he just kept moving. And in this day and time, Lord's saying, you need to too. When someone is stuck in their denial and they don't want to change, and you discern that, Lord says, keep moving. The long term, as we wrap this up, even though in the body right now, even in the nation, we're going through some hardships right now. And the Lord's saying, I know it seems like I'm taking you through hardships for naught. But it's to build you up into higher firepower. And suffering hardship with Christ is better than doing it alone. Because you've got the right priorities. And if you know anything about Paul and Barnabas, they always set their cause for Christ. They knew they had a job to do. And they were determined by God's grace to do it. Are you? Are you detoured easily by the devil and others? And how much does it take to move you out of the will of God? Because the will to persevere in these days is always determined. And it's a determining factor between your failure and your success. And I actually had to ask myself this about two weeks ago because the, the, the war got so much. It was so hard during that transition place. Of C2 and C3 as we're moving into C3. It was so intense and so high pressured. You can ask our team. And, and I really had to ask myself, is it worth it? No, is it worth it? Is all this worth it? And then I came to the thought, yeah, it's worth it. Heck yeah, it's worth it. God's always worth it. Yeah, because you cannot give God. God is good. He'll always be good no matter what we're going through. So the testings, even though we go higher, the testings are a little harder if we want what God has for us, you're going to shuck off the demonic realities, the, the fickleness, the fiery arrows, and you're going to come on out and through. Because God's given you everything that you need to make it through. He made you. He made you for this season. So therefore, he has equipped you. Why are you so quick to quit? Which brings us to Psalms 141-13. And if you know anything about the enemy, he's always going to fight anyone who's doing God's will. God told you to run the race, but he didn't tell you that it would be easy. And David was no exception to this, actually. If you know anything about King David. Because Satan always targets Christian leaders who are aligned. Are you a threat? Or are you just one of these people that are stagnant? And you're just like, eh. The enemy looks at you and he's like, yeah, pick him off. No big deal to me. Just leave him. They're no big deal. Leave them alone. They're stagnant. They're in a rut. They haven't come up. But especially those carrying new moves, you become a major public enemy, number one. Because the enemy knows if people break out and through, they're going to come up into higher firepower, out of their old and into the new. And the enemy does this through two types of weapons. Through poisonous tongues and hidden traps where he slanders God's leaders with sometimes the lips of professed people who say, oh, I'm God's child, I'm God's child. When those people are so fickle, they act saved one day and then like their father, the devil, the next. Remember, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, really knows the Lord. Look at their fruit. How will we know God's people? By his love. And that's what we're looking for when you're looking for these people in this hour. And they're few and far between, if you want to be honest. Me. So it's very difficult to believe the excuses or the behaviors or the relationships and walks with God from those whose walks are primarily flesh-based. Don't you find that to be true? It's hard for me to believe that. When I see people who are walking in disgrace, one day they are pro-God when things are going their way and when things get hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's okay to have a bad day. Everybody has bad days. But when you allow that to dictate your entire walk and that's you let your flesh consume you and you do what's ever right in your own eyes, guess who's being led astray? 
Because everybody's got the power to overcome the flesh through the spirit of love and through Christ. It's all determined by who you choose to serve today. Are you serving yourself? Are you truly, truly serving the true and living God? Because if you are serving the Lord, God's saying, I don't like this about you. I want you to change this. I want you to get delivered of this. You say you serve me, especially if you stand behind a pulpit. You better be willing to deal with you. Or God says, it'll cost you in this hour. But David knew this, and he depended highly upon prayer. Because he knew the time that he lived in. He was built for his times. And so he depended on prayer as a leader, solely dependent upon God's Spirit to tell him what to do. Remember, he never went into battle alone. He always went with God, and he won every battle. He was a fierce warrior, but he also knew God's ways. Do you know God's ways? Because David knew these things about God that allowed him to stay in that abiding place. Like he knew God hated a lying tongue. He despised those who always tried to justify their sin. And if you know anything about it, when David got caught up in that, he was quick to repent. Quick, he stayed in that place of fellowship with God. He knew how to own his stuff. I tell our people this all the time. Own your crap. When you own your crap, people will respect you for that. When you go to people and say, hey, man, I was wrong. Please forgive me. You're quick to repent with people. You're quick to get right with your brother. Hey, man, if you have all with people, you go to them, you get it right. I don't care if you're right or wrong. You stay in peace with people. You practice God's ways. That's the way to come back to the ancient of days. You, you quit doing what's right in your own eyes, thinking God's just going to dismiss it. Because guess what? He's not now. He's not. If you want to come up into higher firepower, he's expecting you to practice him, to practice love, and to get away from sin. If you are who you say you are. But David knew that God would deal with these types. But he also knew because he knew that God would expose those who sided with the devil in their lies. So much so that David's confidence in God's fighting power brought him to never worry about his own character. He didn't worry about fighting his own battles. And that's where I think where we fail, not to flog this dead horse, but really, <clears throat> I think the flesh... If things were left, if God left people to our flesh, we would incinerate them. And that's why God has so much grace with us. I find myself, I have to repent because it really, it, it frustrates, it can frustrate you. People frustrate you. And so you have to know, okay, hoping it doesn't. Please keep here for four seconds. I'm hoping this doesn't stop. Let's get going. <clears throat> We're wrapping this up with Proverbs 17.22. But you never have to worry about fighting your own battles when you got God on your side. You never have to worry about that. God says, come and abide in me and I'll abide in you. And he'll take care of these things for you. So which brings us to Proverbs 17.22. And it says, a joyful heart is good medicine. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. And if you know anything about the Proverbs, they're wise saying, they're wise sayings, and they came out of the king of Solomon of Israel, and they were inspired by God himself. But a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. What dries up your bones? Bitterness? What did they call that? A uh, hope, uh, hope deferred? When prayers don't get answered? when we're trying to figure out how to work out of the old and into the new. And, and it can be frustrating. It can be really frustrating because you think to yourself, okay, I've done everything I know to do, <clears throat> but have you? Have you looked at you? And I'm not trying to rhyme. It's just coming out that way. But I want to challenge you with that. And I want to challenge you. Go make your list. Go make your list of things that God, and let him put some finger on some things. Let God put his finger on some stuff in you that you may not like about you. And then use Deuteronomy 27 and 28 in Luke 10, 19, and renounce, rebuke, and nullify them and shut the doors 
Revelations 3, 7. But let God set you free from you. Because God needs you to come up higher. He needs you. So with that, guys, I'm going to leave you to go have a great weekend. I want you to go enjoy your Saturday, Sunday, and I'll see you back here hopefully on Tuesday. And then we'll continue the conversation. How about them apples? But until then, I love you. We'll be talking again. Bye-bye.